call for Root of the Matter is Matt Nicewander of Lawrence County. And Matt, uh, you recently were in our nation's capital and and as a witness testifying to uh, a House Ways and Means uh, subcommittee on health. Give me your assessment of that. I tell you, it's always an honor to be uh, representing agriculture, but somewhere especially as big as D.C., to go as not just a, a cattleman, but also as a, you know, being a family nurse practitioner, being involved in healthcare. that's something with our aging population that's so important, uh, especially in rural America. It, it's uh, D.C., it's, uh, it's a lot to take in inside the Beltway, but um, that's where things happen, and, and uh, you know, it's important for people like me and, and all the listeners out there, you know, to realize that, you know, we can, we can educate and, and communicate and market all we want, but if we're not changing the legislation that is infecting our farms and our families, uh, it's hard to make future brighter. So um, as intimidating as it was, it's important, and, uh, and I, was, I was honored and a, and a privilege to, to have that responsibility. And the focus, Matt, on this uh, this hearing was on the affordability of uh, of health care, right? And uh, and then for for your interest was in rural health care costs. That's correct. Um, you know, we, we've we've seen the expansion of, of Medicaid and and uh, the Affordable Care Act, or what some people call Obamacare, uh, happen over the years with subsidies and whatnot. But what what people don't realize is that um, at, at these politicians, they sit up in Washington from all the different districts and forming legislation, is that here in rural America, we're just not seeing the impact. They, these subsidies only go to premiums. Um, the average premium for a family with the subsidies a little over a hundred dollars a month, which is not much, but the average deductible is over six thousand, going up to all the way. A lot of people have fourteen thousand um, dollars, and that's with the worst bronze uh, policy plan that's available. Um, you know, blue collar families and working class families like mine, and all in my community here in Lawrence County, we just don't have fourteen thousand dollars sitting in the bank to spend every single year on insurance. So I had to go up there and tell them, you know, this. You're calling this Affordable Care Act, but it's anything but affordable. And especially, Matt, for, uh, you know, a lot of people, I guess, forget, too, that that farmers need health health coverage, and they're, they're looking to, you know, try to find solutions to those high costs. And, and it's extremely difficult, as, as I heard your testimony, to, and as you're alluding to now, it's just hard to make ends meet with, with the inflation of everything, especially those health care costs. That's right. As, as we get older, you know, um, just like an old farm truck, you know, you got to kick the tires and change oil and sometimes the parts break down. So uh, our bodies are no different, you know, and, and if we're, we're talking about affordability, um, you know, that's, that's an issue, obviously, because farmers are self-employed and we have to look to different areas than the traditional, you know, workplace insurance would be available. So um, for me and my family, Farm Bureau health plans work for us. Um, and But some people uh, aren't as fortunate to be Farm Bureau members or maybe they're not in agriculture and don't know about it. But they have to go to the ACA uh, website and sign up for that. Um, healthcare gets more and more important the older you get. The problem with it is, and something we talked about in D.C., is the access to that care. Um, less than 10% of doctors are going to rural America. Uh, physicians, surgeons, specialists, and so people in these rural counties, just like mine, are having to drive sometimes two and three hours to get to a specialist, and they might drive past 10 or 20 specialists to get to the one that takes their insurance. So I, I, I went up there, and one thing I tried to harp on with them is, hey, if, first of all, it's not affordable because working-class families that make $36,000 in average like they do here in Lawrence County across Tennessee and rural counties don't have $14,000 sitting in the bank. But second of all, if they want to use it, they're scared of that deductible, 
also they can't find a, a person that will take their insurance. So accessibility was something else I really tried to drive home with them, especially in rural counties like mine. And as you said, in in our rural areas, there's just not those opportunities for a practice such as yours. And you're doing all you can to, to keep yours open and available for folks in the area, especially rural uh, a, a rural dominated county like Lawrence County that uh, you, you, to have that option for folks if they they need it and it's taken you quite a bit to keep your uh, facility up and going right to continue providing that that care yeah, that's correct we um, you know the Medicaid which is which is Affordable Care Act insurance pays about 60 cents on the dollar compared to other insurances so that's affecting rural medical practices like mine hospitals like mine in our county here and and uh you know to the point that the last 10 years tennessee's had 16 hospitals closed and 13 of them were in rural counties so obviously rural counties are affected uh, exponentially greater than than uh, not so rural counties are and then on a personal note you know these costs have went up expenses have went up the, the payments from insurance companies are fixed we we can't uh we can't negotiate those and there's also costs from renting a medical practice, needles, syringes, boxes went up from $10 a box to $30 a box uh, pre-pandemic prices as a, compared to now. You know, the pandemic's over, but the price increases are not, and our payments are still the same, and we can't pass those fixed costs on to our patients. Um, because, one, first of all, from a principal standpoint, my patients are not making any more money, and they're having a more of a struggle, so we want to keep them but um, financially stable. But from a personal note, you know, we, we had to make some tough decisions during the pandemic, and, and uh, you know, our office was busy, people were sick, and our community needed our office. We're, we're 15 minutes outside of town down a country road, and, and in 2014, um, you know, I'm first-generation cattleman since I was 16 years old working on a dairy farm, something I always dreamed of. I bought a farm, and through this pandemic, you know, our office is getting busier, our patients are getting sicker, we're dealing with COVID and our regular patients on a daily basis, and my office was important to keep open for my community, and our expenses are going up, and you know, I bought that farm in 2014, and last year I had to sell that farm um, to keep our office going for for our community to continue thriving. Um, and you know, and these price increases continue, and the insurance payments continue like they are. I don't have another farm to sell. I mean, that says the whole story right there. That, uh, and you're trying to keep employees as well, right? Because you can't just do it by yourself, right? You have other employees to to care for and to think about, and trying to make sure they've got jobs, right? That's true. Our um, we we have about a about ten or eleven people that work at our office, and you know they obviously their price increases are going up, so they had to have raises, you know, and they were more stress and physical, mental, emotional stress that goes along with taking care of people that are you know during the COVID pandemic, and um, they deserve pay increases, and and I want to keep the best talent here, you know, for for our patients, and um, so we had to give them pay raises that they deserve, and and we did get those pay raises, but you know me and my wife often we we take the loss on those things because um you know the 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 goal the end goal is that we provide the best care possible and, and it's worth some sacrifice um you know even though we did sell our farm we still got some cows and we, we do some contract cattle with the amish a little bit but um you know our employees were definitely a priority and 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 uh and the main reason for those decisions that we made and getting them insurance thinking speaking of insurance uh i tried to call i tried to check on the aca plan for my my employees just the most basic bronze bronze plan and I had a couple employees that were pregnant at the time. And the basic bronze plan, if I was going to pay for all my employees and their families to be covered, it was going to cost me $140,000. But get this, it was going to cost them 
hundred cost me one hundred forty thousand a year. It was going to cost them three hundred fifty dollars a month for a twelve thousand dollar deductible, and that was the base ACA plan. That's not sustainable, right? That's there's no way to, uh, you know, hardly anyone could could continue in that fashion by with that high of a deductible and and that much of a premium. So uh, something's got to be done. So did you feel encouraged now after you were able to testify and listening to the lawmakers and answering some of their questions or at least trying to you along with the other panelists that were with you? Yeah, they they had some really good questions. Um, You know, there was uh, a, a lot of statements after after my testimony and and, you know there was a lot of questions got asked and i got about 75 percent of the questions um you know because i'm dealing with it on a a daily basis and um the other people on the panel with me were fantastic had a lot of good information but um i do feel like they are listening um but you know i I just hope that as the republicans and the democrats sit up there that they're not just fighting and driving and and discussing these things just to win um that they remember that real people like me, businesses like mine are, are, are closing every single day. Um, people are not able to get insurance coverage or if they have insurance coverage, it, it's basically a card with their name on it. That's useless because they're afraid of that looming $14,000 deductible. And I hope they remember working class blue collar families like mine. And I hope that what resonated with them when I left is that real, um, real people are really affected from this legislation that they're passing every single day. And obviously, Matt, uh, the hope is is that yeah, they are listening and things can be done and prices can be reined in. But, uh, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, it's going to take an act of Congress, right, to make that happen. <laughs> and hopefully that is what will happen to as uh, folks, more, more congressional leaders see that there is a serious problem, especially in rural America. That's right. I, and I told him, you know, um, to, to use an analogy in agriculture, I guess, I told him, you know, I said, hey, this, this giving people insurance and, and uh, um, taking people's tax dollars away, if you're going to spend our tax dollars, let's spend it on something that's quality that we are not afraid to use and that we can use. And so I said, right now we've got a plan set up that's essentially like putting a, um, a hamburger stand in a community full of vegans. They're not going to use it and they can't use it. Uh, and that's essentially what Obamacare is right now for a lot of blue-collar working-class families in rural counties all over Tennessee. Well, Matt, thank you for your your time and for actually using your time and your skills and it, with your testimony uh, to Congress. And hopefully they'll continue to listen and to uh, get good feedback from what's happening in rural America and across the rest of the country as health care prices are just beyond out of control. Yep, and I, I, Lee, thank you for your time, and I, I encourage everyone, just make a phone call, send an email, send a letter. Um, these people, they, they may not live like we live or live where we live or have the demographics in our communities like we have, but they want to hear from people like us, and they don't know. They just don't know if you don't tell them. So I encourage everyone out there, if, if you have trouble with anything, please reach out to your legislators. They, they want to hear stories, and they're busy, but um, we got to cut through the noise sometimes and get the reality of, of real-life working people like us out there. So I encourage everyone, please reach out to you, and, and it's an honor and a privilege to do that myself. Um, I always look forward to it and uh, love representing agriculture and rural counties in Tennessee all over the place. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you, Lee.